Percy, there are times, aren't there, that we must take a long, hard look inside of ourselves and discover who we really are. And may I suggest, Wayne, that I think that that is probably the most difficult uh, dynamic of our day from a cultural perspective of people who are so fixated on everything else around them from an external perspective who will not, have not taken the time to take a look inside of themselves and to discover some things about them that may help them with what they are viewing and seeing around them. And today, I think this is going to be an important conversation uh, that challenges many people that we probably should discuss and uh, talk about the transformational epiphany that can happen when one takes the time to look within. Yes, we're going to hear from a woman who says having breast cancer helped her realize there was more inside of her than outside of her. Mm. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And thank you for hitting that play button and joining us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P, we like to call you. How are you doing, brother? Hey, 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 man. I, if I was any better, it'd take two of me to handle it. It'd be <laughs> illegal. <laughs> I set you up for that one, didn't I? I'm guilty as charged. All right. Well, I'm so glad to be with you and to be with our friends here each week on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. What are we talking about today? We're going to have a fascinating conversation today, and I I think that we may have referenced this previously in other shows, but I don't think we've really dug into this, and that is we're going to hear from, uh, again, a young woman who was diagnosed with breast cancer who talks about, again, the challenges of, again, her outward appearance after having reconstruction on her breast, losing Mm -hmm. her hair, that she had an epiphany of, I need to understand and look within myself and not be so focused on my outward appearance or what's going on around me and some amazing things that she learned as a result of that. Yep. All right. We're going to get to that conversation here in just a couple of moments. But you know what? If you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, you may be listening, but you haven't subscribed yet. Why don't you go ahead and hit the subscribe button at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that way you'll never miss an episode. Each time they're released, you'll receive them automatically to your smart device, your computer, whatever. So subscribe at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can also subscribe at Apple or Google. Google or wherever the podcast is listed. And we like to open with scripture here to set the tone for our conversation. So what have you chosen this time? We have an amazing scripture. We've heard it before. Let's hear it again for the first time. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 15 and 16. And our spiritual nugget tells us this, and it'll frame this conversation completely. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Well, what is this that he's talking about? Verse number 16, therefore we should not or do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Everybody go, hmm, (laughs) we're aging, we're getting older, we're dealing with sorts, you know, things that are causing us to take a look at our, our physical beings. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Praise Today we're God. going to talk yeah. about inward renewal and understanding the dynamic and the power of God that is working within us 
versus trying to measure everything that we see, feel, and do that is outside of us. And we're going to have that conversation today with this young lady. In the meantime, have you heard that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations have teamed up to make a premium subscription to Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community? Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. Rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do to take advantage of this. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind and relax your body. So important. Text HHI to 22433. And I'll repeat that as you jot that down. HHI, text to 22433. We believe you'll be blessed and encouraged as we are. Percy, uh, you want to say a word about this relationship now with this new app that we have? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited and encouraged uh, as we continue to build partnerships with other uh, you know, entities out in our world. Abide Ministries, uh, you know, contacted uh, my folks and said, listen, would you be willing to kind of do some voiceovers for us for some of the Abide Meditations? And so uh, we worked out a script, did that. That's been recorded. And as a a return on that, uh, Abide said, listen, we will offer everyone from Health, Hope and Inspiration that utilizes that pathway that you just gave them, Wayne, to be able to download free the Abide app, the meditation app that they can utilize that'll help them to rest, relax, sleep. You know, there's a large number of people who struggle with getting good rest and sleep. It'll help you to kind of get into a place where you can relax and let the spirit of the Lord come upon you with meditations and prayers that'll speak to you in specific situations and circumstances. And of course, the meditation that I've recorded is with regard to cancer, treatment, healing, health, and recovery take advantage of it. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful for the relationship. Well, apps have become such important tools in our life, haven't they? And this is a great one. So again, text HHI to 22433 for this free offer of the Abide Meditation app, 22433. All right, let's get to meet today's guest here on the program recorded earlier. Here's our host, Percy McRae. Hey, 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 this is me, Pastor P, the cancer pastor. I am back with another compelling conversation. I'm bringing back one of my dear friends. We've spoken to her probably, I don't know, a month ago. And um, she had more to say, and I had more to ask of her. And so uh, I thought we'd do another segment and circle back with the one and only Barbetta Neal. She is a surviving breast cancer patient, 17-year survivor. Yay, woohoo! praise the Yay. Lord. 17 years she has survived and thrived of having breast cancer. And we're going to talk a little bit more about her story. Uh, diagnosed back in 05 um, when she had to walk that walk and talk that talk. Welcome back to the microphone, my friend. How are you, my sister? I am well, my brother. How have you been? It's so good to see you again. Thank I'm, you for having me you. back. Oh, you're welcome. I've been well. I can't complain. If if I would complain, it would be wrong. I tell you, life is good. I cannot complain. Oh, that's right. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we talked to you before, and, and you shared your journey of cancer, and, and you talked a little bit about the medical process and where you were and how you felt when you first heard that disease and, and how, along with good medical treatment and care, you were able to combine your faith and medical treatment without a conflict for you at all. And you have thrived and you have survived. You are living proof of of the power of prayer and the power of modern medicine and science. And so with that, I wanted to ask you a couple of other things uh, just with regard to 
How did cancer change you as a person? Did it change you in any way? Did it, you know, cancer impacts people very differently on, on many different levels. How did, if it did, how did cancer change you in any way? I, I think, well, yeah, it changed me as far as uh, the way I, at first, the way I would kind of look at myself. But then I had to realize that I am more than just this outer shell. Uh. And I had to tap into that and realize that there was more, more in me than there is outside of me. So uh, that is something that that changed within me. You know, and what's what's really interesting about that, I'm glad you said that, Sister Barbetta. Again, of the hundreds and thousands of cancer patients that I've survived, by and large, one of the, one there's about three or four, and I think I'm gonna write about this, about the gifts okay. that cancer gives to people. Cancer can be a gift. Yes. And I know that for those, and there may be someone, and I wanna be very sympathetic and empathetic that you someone may be listening today who's at the very front end of their cancer or might be in the middle of a tough battle of cancer, and you can't see that right now, and I and I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned, and to your point, is that cancer can certainly uh, expose, uh, if you will, what's really inside of a person because we're so, you know, we're, we're carnal at the end of the day. Let's just be perfectly honest about it. And the word carnal comes from the word carne, which comes from the word meat, which means flesh, our outer <laughs> flesh. You know, we we're so we're so driven around how we look, what our hair looks like, how short, how tall, is my hair yeah. curly, is it straight? I mean, when we think about the amount of time that we spend on this outer shell <laughs> on any given day, and in many cases at the expense of not really digging deeper to seeing what's really on the inside of us. Right. I really appreciate you sharing the fact that what cancer did for you, because what it does for a lot of people, it makes them take a uh, stock of who they really are, right. you know, and what's really going on in their thinking and what's really going on in their priorities. And that becomes a gift because it helps you to refocus and realign yourself in a way that is beneficial on a much higher level than ever before is that did, did I encapsulate that correctly? <laughs> Perfectly. Perfectly. Yes. It, it's 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 amazing how you you realize that some of the things that you used to always feel were just so so big and so important and just mattered so so much become yeah. so minuscule after you deal with something like this and you see how you can make it through. You're stronger than you thought you really were. You had no idea how strong you were until you had to deal with this and you make it through. You made it through. You know, it's true. I remember I did an interview. Somebody asked me about my cancer experience and they asked me that question. I said, I, I feel like I can do almost anything after beating this. It's, it's right. crazy of, of, of the a sense of empowerment and not self-empowerment. The empowerment came from from above, obviously. Right. But but being able to face that and overcome that and move beyond that is a very empowering dynamic. And yeah. that is for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having said that, then having said that, how, how would, what would you say as a whole, um, how, how were you or how did cancer challenge you, uh, say mentally or emotionally or spiritually, if it did at all? Um, well, mentally, just trying to, see where, what direction was my, was my body going? What, how uh-huh. was I, uh, how was I going to, um, 
wasn't going to change me with the physical change that I went through with the surgery that I had. What was that going to, what kind of change was that going to cause outwardly on me that went, went through that. Uh, and then I guess that was kind of emotionally as well. Cause I had my mm. ups and downs and my, Oh my goodness, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. And I look like this. I don't look like I used to and yeah. those kind of things. But, and spiritually it just drew me really closer to God because I, I had always, I always felt I had a strong relationship with the Lord. But then when I went through this and I knew mm. that this was something that I could not do without him yeah. that I just, it just drew me closer to him. And he just showed me, see, I told you, he said, I told you I had, <laughs> yeah. I told yeah. you. So yeah, spiritually, it made me stronger in my, my walk. And, you know, forgive me if I'm being presumptuous. I would, mm-hmm. Im- I would imagine mm-hmm. from a ministry of music perspective, mm-hmm. it also changed and elevated that dynamic when Absolutely. you stood before the people. Absolutely. Because when you when you get up there and, you know, as a preacher, it, it too, when you get up there in front of the people and whether you're speaking or you're singing, the songs that you're singing now mean so much more because it's your own personal testimony. And that's where yeah. I try to I try to go in that direction with songs that I can relate to so yep. that I can really get them across to people. It's like you don't really understand. This is this is really for real. <laughs> this stuff yeah. is real, y'all. This yeah. ain't no play thing. Right. So now right. it becomes more personal for me than yeah. anything else. It's not what my grandmama told me or my mother mm. told me. It's what I know. And so yeah. now it becomes more even more real to me. Yeah. And I, I, I remember a preacher many years ago saying, you know, quit reciting the testimonies of others. He said, you got to get your own testimony. And he said, the only way you get a legitimate testimony is that you got to go through some tests. And the only way that you get a legitimate message is that you got to go through some mess that you talk about (laughs) from a firsthand perspective. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Yes. And the enemy tried to uh, distract me, tried to discourage me. We were getting Mm. ready to open up a church. We were getting ready to start planning a new church and everything. And I was going to be the minister of music. And then all of a sudden I get this diagnosis with cancer and as though that was going to stop me. One week after my surgery, I was leading praise and worship Ooh. in our first service. So it just showed me, God says, uh-uh, this was supposed to happen. You're going to be able to do it, and I'm going to be there to help you get through it. So that's exactly what we did. Oh, that is that is awesome. I love it. So you never, you never missed a beat. You kept right on. You pushed right through. Kept right on. <laughs> and that is an important message, I think, at the end of the day, because I think you mentioned it earlier that whatever the things were, and I think you mentioned it in your last conversation that we had about whatever you had been previously doing and being active or whatever, don't stop being that, don't stop doing that. No. And I think that there's something to be said to that because of what cancer certainly can attempt to do it can try to define you. It can try to tell you who you really are or aren't. And at the end of the day, we've got, we've got to fight back against that and push against that in every way that we can. And so thank God yes. that you did just that. Yeah. I bet that was a, I bet that was a Sunday of singing, Ooh, sis. I, oh my goodness. <laughs> we had a child and good time up in there. Let me just say that the Lord was uh, powerfully in there. Yes. I, I bet you did. I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> Now that you've been through all of this, again, 17-year survivor, you're doing well, you look great, you sound wonderful. You. Uh, you know, the Lord has truly blessed you and brought you through, you know, through the power of prayer, 
through the power of modern medicine and science, you are here to declare that, you know, Barbetta Neal has been there and the Lord has kept me. What are your thoughts today sis, mm-hmm. about cancer that you did not think about before you ever had cancer? My my first thought is that you you can do it. You can you can do it. You can get through it. You can make it through. You can do the things that need to be done. God will keep you. All you have to do is just hold on and do what he says do along with what your doctors say do. You have uh-huh. to listen and don't forget to pray. Yeah. So that's I mean it it can do you can do it. You can make it. You can. You can. Now, prior to you ever having cancer, when you heard cancer, or when you heard about other people having mm-hmm. cancer, would, you, would would it be safe to say that there was an element of, hmm, I don't know about that. Man, that may not be so good. You know, yes. let's just keep it real. Oh, because yeah. I think that that happens to a lot of people. And it's, it's interesting. I heard a preacher, um, I caught a YouTube clip of this guy the other day, and I have never heard, um, it, it's certainly works with my theology, but he was, he was using every quote unquote negative example that he could use. Mm. And he was saying, yeah, but when that happens to uh, believers, historically, we always took this weird position theologically. And he said, but how can God prove to others that, that, that things can be done or overcome if he doesn't allow those in the faith camp to walk through that so others can see? And I thought it was a very interesting, compelling (laughs) contrast and comparison. There's a book that's written by Rabbi Harold Kushner called Bad Things Happen to Good People Mm -hmm. that uh, as we walk through the planet as believers, as people who are connected to the love and hope of God, you know, sometimes we have to walk through negative challenges and circumstances. What say you about that? It's... Man, it, it's it. You're right. I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely right. When I first was diagnosed, I think the thing that was what made me the most nervous was the fact that I have family and how is yeah. my family going to deal with this? And were they going to be positive about it or were they going to automatically think that, uh oh, this is going to be the end. We're getting ready to lose her. And yeah. for the most part, that didn't happen. My children stayed positive because I tried to stay positive. And yeah, you worry. I think I worried more so about what would, ha- if I was, if the Lord decided I was going to leave this place, right. who would be here to take care of my family? Yeah. That was my concern. Not so much about me, but about them when I wasn't here. Yeah, you bring up a great point. I know that uh, for me, when I was diagnosed, I thought I thought some of the same thoughts, not so much about myself, but about my family. Right. And I remember, and I've shared this with a couple of people, when I came out of surgery, I had a third of my colon removed, and I was still pretty groggy out of anesthesia. But I remember coming out of um, out of anesthesia, and I remember just breaking down crying. And, and my wife just came over and mm-hmm. consoled me. And I think it was a combination of things. I think that I was like, I'm relieved. I'm still alive. Okay, I made it. Uh, I was overjoyed. Uh, you know, it was just a combination of things. Oh, yeah. That that until you walk that path, it's, it's hard for people to kind of process and understand. Absolutely. But certainly, you know, you have, you have emotions that run through you. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is important, Sister Barbetta, particularly for people who are trying to support cancer patients allow cancer patients to express their their emotions allow them to kind of have a moment allow them to say hey 
I was a bit nervous, so I was mm-hmm. concerned. You know, I was concerned yeah. about you guys. It's all part of the process, and it's healthy. I, absolutely, absolutely. You have to have those those conversations, and that's something that my family and I, my sons and, and my husband at the time, we had about what was going on with me. What was going on with my body? How was I feeling? What my yeah. bones? You know, I let them know, you know what? I'm not in a whole lot of pain, but my bones just ache. I'm yeah. sort of chemo. It's like my bones just ache. Yeah. And so they would, you know, there wasn't a lot that they could do for me, but they yeah. were there. They were there yeah. to listen. And yes. that was that was definitely a big help for them to understand what was happening. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. What cancer patients need in many cases, more than anything else, they need to be heard. They need to be allowed to express what is going on in them at the moment. And in some cases, you don't want anyone to say anything. You just need them to be there. I just need you to just kind of listen to me right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank God that that they were able to do that. That is for sure. And um, with that being said, do you ever think about. Uh, a recurrence of cancer? Do you ever think about your cancer coming back? I, I really, I really do. On occasion, I will think mm-hmm. about it. It's like if mm-hmm. my knee aches. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I will go there for a minute, but um, I know that if if uh, if that were to happen again, I would I would go through the process that I went through before without any doubt, without any question, because I know that God gives us uh, senses; He gives us good sense as well, <laughs> and so I know to trust the doctors and and uh, yeah. But I do think about it, but I'm not I'm not worried about it. I put yeah, it and there's a difference. Yeah. There's, there's... Yes, absolutely. And, and I asked that question because, uh, and I did a segment about, uh, uh, they call it uh, anxiety around reoccurrence. And, and they've done some studies uh, talking about the fact that, you know, many cancer patients do uh, work through that. And I know when I did my last visit, which has been done several, several months ago, uh, you know, I had a little anxiety. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, this is going to be one of the big tests we're going to have, oh, yeah. you know, I prayed through it, you know, and certainly, you know, uh, got in, got into that space, yeah. but, it, but, if, but I did have that thought. And so I appreciate you sharing that and, and being honest about that at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Now that you're going forward, you know, mm-hmm. what's next for you, sis? I know that you, you, you're, you're thinking about a working your way toward, some some projects with your music and so right. on and so forth. Talk a little bit about what's on the horizon for right. you. Right. Well, you know, I'm I'm a minister of music at a church, uh, Mount Olive Baptist Church in Joliet, Illinois. Okay. So I'm I'm doing that right now. Uh, I still I'm still singing out, uh, going and traveling whenever I can. You know, I'm still I still work work from home. So uh, just really trying to keep things going, trying to get my my music project off the ground. I think. It it's time for me to actually do a recording Absolutely. now. And, and, and I, I realized that there were some things that I still had to go through. Okay. So that now that I've gone through some things, uh, and as we talked before, the ministry is just even more powerful. And so yeah. I believe the songs will be just that more meaningful when I do get that project out. And I'll definitely let you know when that happens. Absolutely. <laughs> let me know so we can bring you back on the show. Number one, so we can promote it, let people okay. know about it Appreciate and how they that. can how they can reach you and all of that. But yeah, I, I want to be one of the first ones to make sure I get my hands on, yes, on whatever sir. format. <laughs> Who knows what that format will be? You know, I've, 
I'm old enough now to say I can remember an eight track. I can remember a cassette. I can yes. remember a CD, a DVD, and, and an MP3. I've been through all those phases. Oh, so. my goodness. Eight track. You took me back for real with way the Way back. Way back. And yes. on that, I'm going to say thank you, darling, for your time. Thank oh, you for your candor. You. And thank you for for just being willing to be transparent. Somebody out here, uh, I'm sure, will be blessed by that. And so today you have heard from my friend, I love her so, and I appreciate her, is Barbetta Neal. She is a 17-year breast cancer survivor, thriver. She has no evidence of disease, and she is moving along, doing what God has called her to do. And we stand behind you, dear, and we root you on. Thank you for being on Health Hope. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. Love you dearly. All right. Love you too, sweetie. (laughs) And as you've been listening to Barbetta talk with Percy there in that recorded conversation, you may think that voice sounded familiar. Well, it's because she was with us previously on a program here. I don't have the number right in front of me, but it wasn't too many weeks ago, Percy, and it's available in the archive. Just uh, look for that program to hear part one of that conversation. And we'll talk with Percy about what we've learned together from Barbetta here coming up in just a few moments. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, which is part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. And to access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access it on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Well, what a delightful guest she's been twice now here on the program together, Barbetta Neal. And uh, Percy, you uh, have a, had a long history with this dear lady, right? Yeah, I met her about 30 years ago, believe it or not. And what that means, Wayne, is that I am old. So having said that. <laughs> but not as old uh, as me. So you'll always have that. You'll, right, okay, you'll so always we'll have that. that. Right. Okay. Uh, but I met her many, many years ago through a mutual friend, as I stated before. And then we've gotten to know each other. And I was at a uh, ordination service, of all things. And we were all masked as we were on the platform. And, and the audience. And so after the ordination service, she came up to me. And she was like, Percy and I and so her face was covered so I, I couldn't recognize her oh and so she took her mask off and I was like oh my goodness oh the big reveal so we <laughs> yes the big reveal and so we reconnected and uh we just had a great time of reunion and we were catching up on what has been happening in our lives and and lots had happened including the fact that she had been and now is a surviving breast cancer mm-hmm. patient and so I invited her uh, to tell her story, and so she did. And, and of course, talking about all things relevant to, you know, mental, emotional, and physical journey of sure. cancer. And one of the things that she helped to unpack for us is dealing with kind of her her uh, outward body appearance right. well, and, and challenges. As you met her, she obviously had a different hairstyle because she talked about that. You know, she she lost her hair. Yeah. And again, we, we've had a couple of previous shows where a couple of women, I uh, believe it was Sonia Ray who said it best, if I can recall. She said, one day I woke up and I realized I was baldless and I was breastless and oh. I had to come to terms with that. Oh, boy. And now uh, so Barbetta had reconstructive surgery, as she shared with us, and she also lost her hair. But she has maintained kind of her hairstyle 
And it deals with the principle of what she shared with us. And that was this, and that she said that she had to take a look within and realize that she was more than just her outer appearance. Mm -hmm. And she made reference to a really popular song that came out several years ago by Ari, who basically said, I am not my hair. India (laughs) Ari is her name. And it was a great song because she was talking about her struggles with constantly going through what type of hairstyle am I going to have? Will it be short? Will it be long? And then she basically cut her hair very short. And a lot of people reacted to her as kind of a popular songwriter. And she wrote the song to say, I am not my hair. Well, this is what Barbetta was talking about from a spiritual perspective that she realized and she looked within and she found out that she was more than just her outer appearance. Little did the songwriter know that her song would have an impact like that on a cancer survivor. Absolutely, because I, uh, well, knowing the context of the song, I know that she didn't write it for that community, for that milieu, but it certainly fit that milieu at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And it was a very powerful reference point. And she said that that was really a game changer for her, just in thought around how she looked at that time. Interesting. Very interesting. We learned a lot from Barbetta, didn't we? We did. And and some other things that she stated from her learning was that uh, there was something that changed within her, she said. She began to really think about who she was internally, looking inside of herself, not being so fixated. Of course, at the time she was married, she had uh, younger children. Uh, you know, she shared very honestly about she wasn't really sure uh, at that time what her, what her husband thought or was feeling about her her external appearance. We've talked about it on the show, Wayne, yes, on many have. occasions. Yeah, sure. Both men and women, prostate cancer patients for men, breast cancer patients for women, in terms of sitting down with their spouses and having a conversation with regard to what is the emotional impact to you in terms of maybe some physical new normals as a result of having a particular type of cancer that could potentially, uh, you know, interfere with one's intimacy in their relationships. We, we've written a resource about it because it's such an important conversation that in many cases people don't discuss or disclose, but they're trying to navigate through. She talked about, honestly, you know, the dynamic of, will this affect my husband? How does he see me? I'm struggling a little bit about how I see myself. Am I a whole person? Am I a full woman? So she talks about how internally she changed around how she looked at herself and how she viewed and how she defined herself, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, her uh, testimony to us today has really served a wonderful purpose, and we thank God for her. You mentioned a resource. It's called Reducing Your Risk of Cancer, and this resource is available right now at the website. So I urge our listeners to go there, download this. We, we put these out there for a reason, and that is to help people, right? Absolutely. And before I kind of go into that resource, I forgot one other important point, Wayne, if I may digress oh, for a sure. second. And that is, uh, again, she said that cancer tried to distract her from her focus of ministry. Yeah. And she tells the story, Wayne, and I love the story. She said the same week that she was diagnosed with breast cancer, that she was attending a local church that was opening a new building and and starting a, a, a grand opening. And she was the minister of music. And she said she made up in her mind that she was not going to allow that information to distract her. She said... I made sure I was on that platform that Sunday. And she said, I never missed a Sunday, Hmm. even while I was taking my treatments, Hmm. because I viewed this as uh, an attempt to try to distract me from what it is that God has called me to do and be. Powerful. It's amazing. It's an amazing 
Well, the resource you mentioned earlier is called Reducing Your Risk of Cancer. It is available at our website for a free download. Uh, Download it, print it out, uh, print out several copies and share with others. Uh, Point others to the website if you like. Um, We just want to see this used, Percy. Yeah, it's, it's just designed and written to kind of give you some practical things to think about. I want to say as a caveat and as a disclaimer, uh, we are not suggesting that if you do uh, strategies A through Z, that this is going to absolutely reduce or eliminate one from having cancer. But these are some things that have been written uh, from a data research perspective that may assist with reducing uh, your risk of having cancer. And so it addresses issues like uh, weight gain, obesity, you know, dietary practices, things along those lines that potentially can aid and assist in reducing one's cancer. So it's very practical. Download it and give it to anyone that you know. And it helps to give you a sense of self-empowerment that you're not just sitting waiting on someone to do something to you, that you are actively engaged and taking part of your process of, of dealing with and addressing the dynamic of cancer in your life. Well, let's leave our listeners with the scripture that, uh, as you said, framed this conversation here today. I think this will be a real encouragement to someone who's listening. Let's pay attention to God's word. And I think that now you'll hear it uh, with a new set of ears. Uh, again, that is 2 Corinthians four fifteen and 16. that says this, all this is for your benefit. What? Having cancer is for my benefit? <laughs> what? Going through negative trials and circumstances? Yes. All this is for your benefit so that the grace, hallelujah, that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. One of the things that we did not mention is that Barbetta talked about how she, uh, her witness to God, it enhanced and it further cemented her ability to say that God is good and to give God thanks for her process and her survival. So when we talk about that, that and more and more may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Verse 16 is our operative verse. Therefore, it's therefore reason when you see therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart at what? Though outwardly, my hair, my breast, Mm -hmm. my weight, whatever, whatever it is, though outwardly we are wasting away Yet inwardly, because that's where our spirit man is, that's where we're being renewed day by day, strengthened and empowered by God. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day, even though our outward body may be taking a hit, maybe having some challenges. If we can dare to look within and turn within and begin to draw from the well that comes from the spirit of God, that as Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you knew who it was that you were speaking to, you would ask of me to drink Hmm. and that I would give you waters that you would never thirst from. He was talking about from an internal perspective of who we are as a spiritual being, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us today. Be encouraged and know despite the challenges that you may be facing outwardly, you may be aging a little bit, you may have some aches and pains, whatever you may be going through, remember that inwardly, You are the strengthened of the Lord. Be encouraged. Someone listening needed to hear that scripture today. So thank you for sensitively sharing that with us, Percy. And thank you for all you do and for your ministry here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We will talk with you next week at this time for a next episode. We are and we will, as my grandmother used to say, if the the Lord is willing and if the creek don't rise, I'll be here (laughs) next time for you. So God bless. Remember, we got work to do, folks. So keep chopping the wood. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.